Hey, everybody. This week, instead of a plug or a sketch or anything, uh, because this episode is coming out um, on Christmas of 2014 and it ended as our last episode of the year, we just wanted to say thank you so much for uh, for listening and for contributing and for, I, I don't know, just being great. Yeah, uh, we we both, um, you know, kind of uh, secularly celebrate Christmas, but whatever you celebrate, you know, everyone kind of uses the end of the year as a opportunity to look back and uh, and talk about the snubs <laughs> and the flubs and the goofs and the spoofs of the year. And for us, 2014 was a great year for both. Mm-hmm. All four categories. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> we so, ran the gamut. Yeah, we really ran the gamut from snub to goof. Um yeah, so, so thanks, everybody, uh, for being supportive. And uh, as much as this has been kind of a bad year in general, I feel like, <laughs> we're doing good. Yeah. So I feel kind of bad about it. But, you know, it's been pretty good for Watch Out for Fireballs. And the network in general. As well. And the network in general. And there is no connection between those things. Right. So, and just, uh, we're, we're doing good. Um, <laughs> yeah, so th- heartfelt thanks. Um, and, uh, you know, whether you're a patron or not, just if you listen, it's been a, it's been a good year for us. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. And we have awesome stuff planned. Mm-hmm. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro video games podcast. And this week we are concluding our three-part series on The Elder Scrolls III Morrowind, which was developed and published by Bethesda uh, for the PC and Xbox in uh, 2002. Yep. Uh, first episode, we covered the main quest and uh, just kind of by nature of it, a lot of the generalities. Uh, second episode, which came out last week, um, we talked about the major guild quest is a little bit shorter and this one we're kind of doing everything else mm-hmm. so there are lots of other miscellaneous quests and we're going to finally get into kind of our wrap-ups and and hit all the generalities and stuff uh, our blanket disclaimer remains um <laughs> we can't cover everything in this game so uh if there's anything that we we missed uh we beg forgiveness yes please um yeah, so uh, uh, I think most noticeably you're going to see that we don't cover any of the expansion stuff, uh, just because that's a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, each one is like 60 hours of content. I will here. I will tell my expansion story right now, real okay. quick, because I wanted to go get uh, Fortify Skill, mm-hmm. the the spell effect. So I went, and I also was sick of being attacked. So I went into Tribunal ran around tribunal just takes place in a big city and i was like oh cool like i thought it was level appropriate instead of unlevel content and a guy walked up to me and he said um hey there's a play uh you know and our, our actor is sick can mm-hmm. you read the parts for this play and i was like oh that that sounds fun um so they give you the play to study for a little bit and you memorize the lines similar to the like opera in uh in final fantasy six mm-hmm. and you go up and then during the play an assassin comes out and tries to kill you <laughs> Um, and the whole thing was a ruse. Like you were not actually, the actor was not sick. They just knew this was going to happen. <laughs> Pretty great. However, the assassin, because it's end level content has like a Daedric Wakasashi 
Oh. And and is insanely fast. So the only reason why I was able to kill him uh, is by levitating and plinking him with arrows forever. <laughs> um, it was really really annoying. But then I stole his wakasashi, and and that was me. And in, in that's that's everything I know about Tribunal. Oh, was his name Ultros? Um, I don't remember what his name was, but okay. that would have been great. <laughs> Seafood soup. Um, the uh, yeah, it was. I mean, it was at the point he comes in. It's like a real like six semper tyrannus kind of mm. kind of thing. Like yeah. I think, that, and it was a cool quest. Like it made me think, like, oh, I wonder if they've like upped the the quest interest mm-hmm. in the expansions, you know. Um, but the uh, it was just too hard for me at the time, and I don't know if I'm gonna have time to go back to it. Yeah, it's sad because I've heard really good stuff about, um, particularly Tribunal uh, Bloodborne. I hear people can take or leave. Uh, aside or blood, from... blood moon oh yes there you go hopefully yeah. hopefully bloodborne people cannot take or leave <laughs> right yes sorry <laughs> you, you can tell where my mind has been yeah um, yeah uh but uh but specifically tribunal because it kind of t- uh, puts a bow on the uh on the alm civi uh yeah I've, I've heard both actually i've heard people talk some sugar about both expansions oh. um so i'm i'm looking for you know like i like the idea of like again i'll just throw down the big retirement pile yeah. The retirement and immortality pile. <laughs> like I make I make a deal with a Daedric Lord and I uh don't have to work and I live forever. Yeah. I'll eventually play all the expansions tomorrow. Yeah. Just make sure you bring an extra extra set of glasses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Several sets. Yeah, whenever all there's the sets in the world. Whenever there's time now. Uh, you know, the, my vision isn't so bad. Like it would just be annoying. <laughs> yep. Like I would, just like there's time enough now, but I'm gonna have to be annoyed for all eternity of leaning close to my monitor. <laughs> I have to hit control and scroll wheel up. <laughs> I don't want to. Um, no, no, anything but that. Anything but accessibility mode. Um, the uh, yeah. So the, uh, we're going to talk about. Uh, let's get started here. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about great houses. Yes. They're great. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> uh, there are three of them. And yeah. they are all over Vardenfell, and those are the great houses in Morrowind. Yeah, these, these are like they're the great, you know, tr- the traditional great houses um, of the settled Dunmer. And uh, the sixth house was one of these houses. Mm-hmm. Um, there are five of them total that are like kind of canon. The uh, the sixth house, which we we talked about in the main episode, and then there are three of them that function as guilds. Um, and like everything in Morrowind, <laughs> they correspond to fighter, mage, or thief. <laughs> um, so you have a uh, house halau, or halu, which is the uh, thief one, uh, Rudderin, which is the fighter one, and the Telvani, which is the mage yes. house. And we did not do the Telvani quest. There's <laughs> only two of us, and you can only join one thing. Correct. There is a glitch that you can exploit to join, uh, I believe, Telvani and Halalu or uh, Rudderin. Uh, mm. like, like, you can exploit that However, uh, I didn't want to risk corrupting my save files yeah. by giving and, that a shot. And I, I have not, I have not done the Talvani quest, but my guess is like there are a couple of nuggets of interesting stuff, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of go to this ruin and retrieve this thing. Yes, I read all of the descriptions of stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, that is that that is very much the case. It's a lot of conflict with the uh, with the mages guild. Um, who oh, they yeah. are because the Telvani are the, 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 the crazy mushroom wizards uh, who are pretty xenophobic assholes who are all um, inward. Like we dealt with them in the main quest when we were trying to yeah. become Hortator. Um, yeah. uh, but, uh, but yeah, that is, that is the primary arc of that is dealing with eccentric wizards and also sticking it to the man. Um, yeah. So do you want to tell me about uh, house Rudderin and then I will tell you about house Halu? <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
so like you said, Redoran is the uh, the Warriors Guild. Uh, they are uh, primarily seated like around Aldrun. That's where their uh, their headquarters is. That gigantic crab scar, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they have the coolest looking armor, I think, because uh, it looks like they're wearing pieces of crustaceans. Um, and uh, they're kind of mostly on this uh, on this uh, western side of the continent. And uh, and yeah, they're, they're they're pretty good. I think they're they're the, they're the most political of the uh of the groups uh not knowing too much about the way uh Hlalu shakes out uh but it's a lot of trying to appease these different houses uh that are that are within the house itself um and if you look at the lore if you look at like where these you know fit in this is the the, the one house that is really really resisting imperial rule right but also because they fought it so hard the empire kind of respects them and so mm-hmm. they have this uneasy detente between the two of them and it's you know it's about separatism and it's about you know sovereignty but it isn't the talvani like dick move of like we have to retain slavery because that is that is what we do i was totally looking at doing talvani actually for mine mm-hmm. even though i was even though i wasn't spec for it because like oh yeah i want to deal with some wizards that's cool but yeah. um i'm an abolitionist in these games to a fault and i was like red seems to have the least of that yeah, well, well, we'll we'll get to that. We'll talk about that, and I'm going to get to Halu. I think it might might surprise you a little bit. The um, <laughs> but yeah, like, and also just like who has who has the time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that would probably be the other thing. True. True. So, yeah. So tell me, uh, tell me what run around has you running around doing? Yeah. So it's a lot of running around and killing people. Like uh, you're <laughs> in the early running, you're kind of going out and helping this one farm. Uh, like okay. uh, so, these uh, what are the pack animals? The guar, the ones that are that people are always trying to kill because they're ruining their boots. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like, they're the mud crabs of of Elder Scrolls. Yes. So, um, and uh, yeah, so like there's this poor woman, <laughs> this poor woman who uh, who just her her cattle keep getting killed. So you have to go mm-hmm. out and like kill these bandits and kill these uh, these invading like blight animals and stuff. Um, and kind of alongside that, you're also going to a bunch of egg mines because apparently that is that is the way that all uh, nutrients are derived in, in Vardenfell is yeah. these uh, these uh, um, these eggs from the from the quama or whatever they are. Yeah, like like being eating giant ant eggs yeah. all the time. Like, yeah, pretty nasty. Mm-hmm. I think there's the, the, the there's one quest where you have to take a uh, um, I believe it's for this guild where you have to take like a like a food and care package uh, to a guy who's living up uh, like south of uh, oh gosh Shagorab like that region and uh, like it's like okay here's this care package it's like real heavy so you have to have a lot of strength then he opens it up and he's like oh god quam eggs again <laughs> <laughs> just really 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 uh, um, angry about that. Uh, but yeah, it's like a lot of what we complain about in the uh, in the guild quests, where you're, uh, where, where the majority of the quests are this kind of like go here and uh, kill this filler. That's not to say there's nothing of interest there though, because like once you start getting into like the main body of the you know like the, the actual you know meat of this of this place, there's uh, there's this conspiracy um, that makes more sense if the sixth house is still active because um, all of these people around Aldrun are getting these ash statues. Just like finding them, like oh, here are these here are these wonderful little creepy um, artifacts that we found, and um, there are these murders that are taking place. Um, specifically, remember in the main quest when you had to rescue that uh, that that, that uh, teenager from the from one of the other house members. Mm-hmm. 
Well, the story behind that, like he got one of these ash statues and he was having nightmares and people were like, you know, winding up dead. So you have to work with the temple throughout all this to uh, kind of root out the cause of this. And so kind of like one of the early quests um, in this in this little arc <laughs> involves going to a, going to like an abandoned house and finding this uh, six house shrine underneath, like just with these uh, with these crates upon crates of these ash idols that you mm-hmm. have to like report to the temple in order to just like stop this. So it's like a, like a little bit of a terrorism that's the, you know, that's happening, trying to, uh, to turn the, you know, the, the, the other houses against themselves. Right. Yeah. That's pretty rad. Yeah. So like, I'm like, I'm crazy down with that. Yeah. Every once in a while, you even just in the main quest or just in your, your adventures, you'll, you'll run into an ash statue and like every once in a while you can, you can talk about, you can ask about it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one of the quests I, think it was for the thieves guild like i had to go do some enforcing on a guy and then you could find ash statues in his uh in his bunk and if you ask him about it he attacks mm-hmm. um or you can just stay quiet about it and report it yeah um which is which is kind of cool but like that being this kind of like aspect of the world is really neat and like i really like the idea of like if they had gone with the kind of progressive blight the idea of finding more of those as the game went on yeah like that would have been a really cool like um you know, just out of the corner of your eye, you notice this object in the world and you just kind of keep seeing it over and over. Yeah. And more frequently. And they're turning up specifically at sites of violence, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Um, there's a pretty cool quest that you do um, for, uh, again, one of these other house guys. Um, I believe it's uh, Athen is the is the one. It's called the, uh, the Mad Lord of Milk. Okay. So, there, so there's this guy who, um, you know, went crazy and left the house and he's like um, holed up in this, in this, um, cavern right you know standard you know stock cavern number four um called you know called milk and he's there like a raving lunatic who's gathered this uh this cadre of uh of other um people of unsound mind and they are kind of stopping all trade along this route and it's it's one of those quests that i wish that there was more of because you know you go there and you know you, you you can talk to him like the people attack you but he's you know raving about this so you say all right i'm gonna actually ask around about this and it turns out he lost his mind after um his daughter went missing hmm. and so you you work it out again by doing some investigation work that um his daughter attempted to raid the uh the corpus Arium. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you so you go back to your buddy Divoth Fur and uh you talk to him, say, Hey, I'm looking for, you know, so and so. It's like, Oh yeah, she's down in one of the cells or another. She she failed the Corpusarium's test. And it's like <laughs> you you go and mm-hmm. unlock the door just with one of the keys that's laying around. Nobody stops you. And she's mm-hmm. like here, take 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 this locket as proof that I'm alive, and then that solves the quest. Whereas you otherwise you would have just killed him and been done with it. Like you yeah. actually reunited a father and his daughter, you know, that's really neat. Like one of the things that like has come up, you know, that I've seen in trying to do the side stuff and something that I think Marwin does a pretty good job of is that like, even though the individual content of the quest, I think is kind of poopy. Mm-hmm. Um, the actual, like those little ties are really cool. Yeah. Like you had to go to the corpse, you know, corpsarium uh, for the main quest and then you're doing the side quest and like it ties in yeah. and the connection you made and the, the kind of uh, knowing where that is and who the person is like actually comes in handy. Yeah. Like that's really cool. And there were several like different kind of through all of my side questing through the, the last episode and this episode, like little bits where I saw the, the main quest tie into these side things in an interesting way. Yeah. And even like into each other as well. Like a lot of these quests, like I had some quests about fighting Halalu and uh, Talvani expansion and stuff like that. 
And in reading about the Telvanni, like that, like the, the, the way that you go out, go, go about becoming the hoarder is really affected by whether or not you are a member of that house or not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's, that shit's pretty neat. Yeah. Like I, I dig that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm really down with that. Um, and kind of the last, the last leg of the, of the quest line is, you know, trying to win the favor of all of these other, uh, you know, house leaders because you've raised so far in rank, but um, they won't obviously give you their uh, blessing without running some errands for them, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but these are like th- these are these are pretty cool. Like at least at least one of them uh, is like talking to him and saying, "Oh, there's a there's a woman in uh, in in Vivek who I need you to go and like say this, you know, like say this particular thing to." And essentially, this is the one that got away. Mm. Okay, and so mm-hmm. you're you're going there and saying like, oh, so and so from House Redoran says, you know, he he asked forgiveness, and you know, this time it'll work, and it's it's a bit of a chore to like go and find her because you're asking around the Cantons like, oh, she may be in this place and this place. Turns out that she's basically a shop girl, and he's offering her all of these riches, and you know, come be with you know be with the house and everything. And the way the quest resolves is, she says no. And you go mm. back and say, "Hey, you know, no dice, bro." Um, <laughs> and he says, "Well, you know, at least we tried. Thank you for helping." And then he gives you his blessing, right? Yeah, and and then the like achievement pops up that's like one armed wingman or like <laughs> you know, something, something like that. Yes. Also, my character lost his arms. Yeah, yeah. So like, that's it's really funny. Of course, it failed. Yeah. Like, can you imagine? Like, like. Like I, I'm, I'm divorced. Like if I sent you to try to reconcile with my ex, <laughs> yeah. how weird would that be? Uh-huh. Like, listen, he says this, he says this, like, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. that's really, really strange. But how often in media is that, is that the thing? Yeah. Like this weird, yeah. this weird, like Hail Mary pass gesture. And I was, I was pleased that it shook out that way. Like, you know, bittersweet. You yeah, know? That, that didn't. Yeah, it didn't work. Right. Um, like him, like holding the stereo up on, on in the the in a boat outside Vivek, mm-hmm. like didn't actually result in him uh, winning the girl. Right. The, under, uh, under the ash storm. Yeah. Yeah. I always think about like in those movies where that happens, like in like a couple years, where someone like, do you think there's ever a dawning horror where the lady in those situations is ever like, you know what, that was actually really weird and stocky and gross, <laughs> like just gets it. At some point, that they, a, they never, there's never like a, there's like no implied coda, right? That kind of thing. The, uh, that was a uh, that was an Onion article, wasn't it? Right? Yeah, <laughs> like, like like romantic behavior, comedy behavior uh, gets person arrested or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but it was it was a little bit of a touch of sweetness, right? Mm-hmm. In this, and so that 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 was pretty cool. Um, and then, kind of, finally, the last uh, the last good quest uh, uh, here involves uh, trying to root out Halalu corruption at the Caldera Mine. Okay. Um, and there, you know, there, there are lots of ways to go and do this, you know, chief among them, finding the ledgers and then getting the go ahead from Red Ren to kill the guy. Uh, the better way though, is to, is to, uh, steal a key from the guy and, uh, let, let the slave leader loose. So she starts a slave revolt. Oh, that's rad. Yeah. And so, you know, this gets the mind shut down and kind of stops the Halalu uh, expansion, right? Hmm. So, again, playing into a couple of these, a couple of these politics, uh, you know, between between the houses as they kind of vie for, uh, you know, ground, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds neat. 
Yeah. So like overall, I, I liked it. Like I, I dug it. It wasn't quite as monotone. You know, obviously I'm leaving out the stuff that was just kind of like, oh, so-and-so needs a certain number of healing potions. Trust me, we're going to get to that later. But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The uh, did you have, you did you have to build a stronghold? Yes, yes. Was it was it really boring? Because the Halau one sucks. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty boring. Um, your, yours yours was done in like stages, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you you get you get a plantation essentially, mm. and like you just kind of have to like. You know, uh, the beginning of it's like, go get this permit from this office. I had to do that. Um, yeah. yeah, like, ugh. <laughs> like, okay. Um, but then, you know, I just had to kill some bandits nearby and then, like, get a uh, an egg mine going mm. um, for kind of prosperity. <laughs> mine was a little bit gross because uh, the, the kind of the stage two, the, uh, the, the, the part that, uh, you know, the problem I had to solve, our population wasn't growing because new people weren't coming in. So mm-hmm. I had to go find ladies. To bring, oh. to bring back single ladies so that men would move in with the prospect of hopefully marrying. Yeah, them. it's like how in Alaska, yeah. like how, you know, you get that, that being a lady credit yep. for living in Alaska. Yeah. Oh. So the way that I did it, I went to, there's a, there's a gentleman's club or a gentle Argonian's club down <laughs> in um, down one of those towns near Vivek. So I went there uh, and I was like, okay, looking for ladies, looking for ladies. The bartender was like, yeah, we got some ladies we can give you. They're thinking of retiring. I'm like, okay, send them, send them our way. Like yeah. if they don't want to dance anymore, like I'll give them a good home. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then the weird, you know, the, the gender politics of Morrowind. Yeah. Like the attitudes towards, uh, <laughs> yeah. Towards, uh, yeah. towards, towards the, a uh, bunch of stuff we're gonna get there <laughs> yeah yeah this, uh, it's, isn't that great yeah. um so uh, uh, uh um, one, one, I, one last uh, thing about the uh, about the stronghold though uh, not useful at all yeah like uh, yeah that sucks because that that was one of the most fun parts of like the later games in the uh-huh. series like getting a place and decorating it and stuff like in, uh-huh. in oblivion like there are uh dlcs that are just like this is a badass hideout yep and like it was fun to have uh-huh. like you had like a servant that walked around and like you had to go under like there there was like a mage layer mm-hmm. that you had to like go underwater to get to yeah and stuff it was just like felt really cool and uh-huh. now it's like well i got this big empty place i can not get arrested for sleeping in <laughs> great it's a, it's a place i can drop all my shit however uh you know what, what, what's his name not crash is curio um quest giver guy shirtless oh um uh uh yeah skooma yeah skooma skooma dave um yeah yeah like i could just drop all my shit in his house and nobody would take it so and like the biggest problem for me was that it didn't it put in like a like a fast travel stop like yeah how awesome would it be if there was just like oh and the uh the silt strider stops by like no yeah. i don't i don't want to waste my mark and recall here so anytime i want to go and use the storage space it is a three minute run from aldrun yeah yeah this was nice. like the the halu one is nice because it's pretty close to belmora okay um but then that also you run into the problem like i already have two places to sleep in belmora mm-hmm. i can sleep in the mage's guild or i can sleep in uh the crack den right so like there's just like it was unnecessary and then like there was no like good feeling of having your own space right like there is in the later games because you can't decorate <laughs> it you know you just kind of can put things in containers yeah. i love my house in solitude in skyrim yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah like they're 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 really cool like that is a like one of my favorite things in the later games in the series yeah. like going through and doing these things again like we talked about it last episode but just really like being like oh, i gotta play those other games like uh not that this <laughs> you know in the end like I, I like this game a lot but like it did make me kind of thirst for those things that the other games do better yeah um yeah the hollow one sucks the, the making and it's it's a gate i don't know if it's this way for around but it's a gate for advancement it is yeah yeah that sucks too 
Because it's like I was like, okay, I'm making good progress. I'm going through these uh, these quests, and all of a sudden, like until I do this very long house building quest, I can't continue. Um, the Halau quest in general don't suck at all. I just meant the uh, the stronghold one. Right. Also sucks. Um, so Halau are the uh, like the businessmen, the uh, diplomacy businessmen, Fifi guys who do a lot of backstabbing and stuff, and uh, they are the diplomats as well. Like they have good relations with all the guilds. Um, and one of the cool things about them is that they uh, want to live in harmony with other races. Ooh. Um, a couple members of this are part of this uh, abolitionist group, which I don't know if you had any run-ins with. But there's actually an abolitionist group in Morrowind. Wow. And uh, you do you, yeah, called the Two Lamps. And uh, you do quests for for a lady who's a, a leader of that. Um, a little Or the Twin Lamps, rather. Um, a little bit later. In the uh, so it's kind of weird, like it is like the backstabby, uh, you know, but it's like they're more they're more like honorable honorable thieves, hmm. I guess is the idea. Um, so you go through like there are a couple just highlights, like interesting things. Um, one of the so uh, Nalino Dorivan Vian, um, her quests are all kind of intrigue and plotting against other houses, hmm. and uh, the kind of neat thing about that is um, you do some weird uh, uh, like. So the first thing she gives you is you have to steal some orders from somebody in House Rhetoran. Um, and you do it because there's a legendary general in House Rhetoran who got facial wounds and never takes off his helmet. So if you go in wearing the helmet, like your voice happens to sound like this guy. Oh, because of the resonance? Yeah. Yes. So like you can go in with the helmet and fool people in Rhetoran into thinking you're this guy <laughs> and get these sealed orders. Um, the funny thing is the game only checks for the helmet, though. So you can go in like totally nude, like just in a breech cloth and this this helmet. And everyone thinks it's you're the guy. And then the other thing is that the uh, the orders I read about this online. I'm not good at uh, like word games and ciphers, but the orders are um, you're not supposed to open them. If you open them, they're in like a cipher, but you can actually figure it out. Oh. And it's like intelligence on what the other houses are doing. Um, which is pretty cool. And then once you, if you open the orders, you get a bunch of sealed documents in this. Um, that's like a little known uh, application of the security skill is you can use it to reseal documents and make them look like they weren't opened. <laughs> so depending on how good you are at security, you can actually fool people when you bring back their open mail, um, which is pretty cool. Um, you do a lot of, uh, so for her, you do a lot of this kind of intrigue stuff and you're, you're protecting uh, Halu. Uh, business interest. Um, there's a part where you have to go into a, an egg mine and kill the queen to kind of destabilize it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some murders, um, some deliveries, some running around. Not that big a deal. Not that great. Um, you do kind of similar things for the next big quest giver, um, Ed Reno, um, or Ethy. But again, it's that kind of cool. Like there is this element of like, oh, like I can, I'm taking these documents. If I want to read them, I can, but there's an element of risk. Um, that's really cool. There's a part where like, there's a part where the quest kind of broke down where, um, as part of the main quest, I'd kill this guy named Yingling, which like, <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's a beer. Yeah. That's um, a beer Yingling, I'm drinking right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I killed it. I killed your beer. Um, and he has game rats, and someone slipped some disease rats amongst his game rats. And I had to go just kill the diseased ones and not the game rats. Oh. But he was dead. So it didn't, like, it was, it was like, everyone just saying, like, hello, Bosmer, like, when I, when I walk into his house. <laughs> but it's, like, it was just, it was very strange. Like, he's not going to race any more rats. Yeah. Um, I had another part where the, like, I kind of fucked this up. But, like, there's a part where you're checking on an a expedition um, at this ruin uh, called uh, Orduraran. And uh, they get there, and they're in kind of bad shape because there's this Talvani 
in the basement who's summoning things and fucking everything up. And they have one of the people's sisters. So I went down there and killed the Talvani, but then I opened up the uh, the door to the cage where the sister was staying and just accidentally just clicked and stabbed her. Oh, no. And made her aggro on me. And then uh, I'm doing all this stuff after the end game, so I'm really powerful. And she can't hurt me. Like, you know, she's just not. Her daggers, like, break on me. Hmm. Um, so I'm like, how do I do this? I don't have the calm down people spell. I don't want to go get it. So I tried, like, leading her back to her sister to see if they would just trigger, like, our calm down. But it didn't. Like, everyone just stands around like, hello, Bosmer, while this, like, lady's <laughs> just stabbing me oh, no. with, a, with a nub. So eventually I just took her somewhere and killed her and then lied and said that the uh, Telvani killed her. Oh. Um, so I felt kind of shitty about that. But that's that's how it had to work. Um, nothing to be done. But the, mm-hmm. the interesting stuff uh, kind of comes through when you get to uh, Ordal Helvi's quest. Um, so I wonder if he was the guy who was the main corrupt guy who you were taking out. Because this guy is a real shit heel. Hmm. Um, and he's everything about him is super suspicious. Um, <clears throat> when you when he's going to give me the quest, he's like, don't ask about this. This doesn't matter. Um, but instead of going, like, he says, like, deliver these sealed orders. And you can de- uh, deliver them to the person he says if you want to side with him. Or you can bring them to your man, Crashus. Uh, and Crashus will be like, oh, he asked you to do this? That's interesting. Give this person these orders instead, and here's a little bonus. Oh. So you can kind of go under this guy's head and kind of play both sides. And ultimately, that, like, uh, culminates in you getting him arrested. Like you collecting evidence against this member of your own house, oh. kind of on the sly. Uh, um, Helvi was his name, Odral Helvi. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Uh, I didn't kill him, but I, I, I assume I got him killed by some slaves. Okay, yeah, that, that that's the because uh, he, he was the guy who's the he's the main corrupt kind of force mm. in uh, in House Helu. Oh, good. So it's interesting to see that like Crashus is trying to take him out as well. Um, you know, so th- that was really fun, and just anything he wanted you to do, I would just go tattle on him. <laughs> and Crashus would call me a pumpkin and like give me five hundred symptoms. Does he continue being uh, lascivious? Yeah, nice. yeah, he's real gross. Like if if there wasn't a ceiling on your like approval meter, like it would be in the th- <laughs> like multiple thousands uh, with him because it's just just like straight up spongy erectile tissue. Like every time I walked in the room, no matter what. Um, and I think you have to talk to him in the main quest because when I went here and, and got this quest first and like, you had to get naked for him. Mm-hmm. That's literally your first quest is like, let me see what you got. Yeah. Did you, did you have to, do we have to do that in the main quest? No, no. I think that might just be to join house Lalu. I think okay, that I in order to be it was like to get, become a horator. Yeah. Um, but yeah, his first quest is literally like, let me see what you got. And then you're like, <laughs> you don't do anything. And then you talk to him again. He's like, don't be coy. Let me see what you got. Let Uncle Crash just see what you got. Yeah. And if you just had to get nude in front of him. And then he's like, mm-hmm. And his approval goes up. And then he lets you join the house. <laughs> the approval goes up. And it's boing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. Uh, he's a real real equal opportunity perv. Yeah. Um, his quests are all, like, pretty boring, like, really murdery. Yeah. Um, quest. The coolest thing is that he's a party to fucking over uh, Ordral. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you run into Elmini, who is the the woman who uh, is uh, the twin lamps. So the kind of abolitionist force huh. within the house. And uh, there's a couple other quests. They go for that. The quests themselves are not that interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that you're working. There are people who are anti-slave yeah. in uh, in Morrowind. And uh, probably the coolest thing there is you uh, you you free a uh, Argonian slave named Hides Foot <laughs> from uh, the from the Dren plantation, and that just kind of requires like getting him far enough away from guards. You know, before you tell him to make a break for it. Right. Um, and then the the culminating quests for this are just are pretty boring. Like they just like gain power. Hmm. Like um, you have to get control of the ordinators by going and retrieving a holy artifact, and then get control over the uh, 
uh, Kamora Tong, uh, which you just do by murdering the guy or getting a high enough reaction and asking him. Hmm. So, you, you know, if you have a hundred percent or reaction with the guy, even if you haven't ranked up in the uh, Kamora Tong, if you just say, he'll just be like, why don't you take over? Yeah. <laughs> like, All right. Um, oh, and there's also a weird uh, Ordal has you do a thing where he wants you to punish a thief. And then when you get to him, because I was in the Thieves Guild, she says, hey, I know what you're here to do, but since you're a member of the guild, you have to let me go. And uh, that was really cool, too, oh. like just that like interaction between systems. Mm-hmm. So I, I let her go and then lied about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't tell if those interlinkings are more complicated or simpler here than, 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 than later. I think that there's there's something about the fact that none of this is voiced that makes this feel simultaneously like, oh, they could totally just check for that and they wouldn't have to get somebody into a studio in Burbank. Uh, like yeah. they could actually just write around this and it's more of an engineering problem than a, uh, than, than some other kind of problem. But I just, I don't know. I don't get a feeling for, for kind of like what the degree of difficulty is around that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It does seem like, um, there's more of this than there is in the later entries. Right. At least to me, like I never had somebody in the mages guild know that I was in the thieves guild, mm-hmm. like in oblivion or Skyrim. Yeah, like there's a there's a point in Oblivion where uh, for the Thieves Guild you have to steal the the, the staff of the Archmage. Yeah. Um, however, it is quite likely that by the time you do that quest, you are the Archmage, so you're yeah, walking into your own bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're just if you're a Mage Guild member, you can go in there. And it's a lot easier. Right. But nobody said you know there isn't like a like the Thieves Guild quest is not hey go pretend to be a member of the Mage Guild to get access to this. Right. It's which just, would have been kind of that cool interaction, but mm-hmm. instead it just. You're doing everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a real, like, you become master of everything in these games. Like, yeah. it's a weird, like, you can be, you can specialize, but I don't think anyone plays them like that. No. Because you're I trying to fit as much content. Everything. Yeah, you're trying to fit as much content into your first go, right? Yeah. 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 And I, I like, part of that leads to one of my disappointments with these great house quests, just like with any of the guilds. There's really no acknowledgement that you are the leader of this show. No. Yeah. Right. Like the Assassin's Guild that has that like they're like there. There are some quests that you get to carry out as the Grand Master. But, um, you know, really, once you reach the top, there's like, OK, now you coast. Yeah. And and the fact that it's gated by skills and the way yeah. that it is like, oh, you're you're good. You're a 90 good value at one of the things I like. <laughs> yeah. You can wear ar- light armor like a motherfucker. I'm going to worship you as our master. <laughs> Yeah, you know, <laughs> you can wear that armor. I'd rather you take it off because I'm Crash's Curio. <laughs> I love Crash's Curio. Yep, that's my favorite character in any of the Mario One games. <laughs> it's him, him, and and uh, Vivek. The uh, yeah, he's so he's so good. Tell me about this temple. Yeah. How's the temple? Because I'm looking forward to taking a big steaming shit on the Imperial Cult, which yeah. is like the worst set of quests in Morrowind the temple, that I did. The temple isn't much better. Um, honestly, it's a bunch of sightseeing. So before you can even join, you have to go on the uh, the pilgrimage of the Seven Graces. Okay. And what this means is you have to uh, decipher a poem about where these shrines are. And uh, you have to kind of like go around in the world just looking for these things that oftentimes might be hidden behind shrubbery in order to you know basically activate them and get like one of Vivek's blessings before you can actually accept quests from uh, from okay. any of the quest givers. 
Um, some of them are pretty good. Like there's one that's just a um, that, that that's underneath the, uh, the 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 shrine where Vivek is, um, and kind of the trap canals where there's a. Uh, you, you have to you have to basically drown yourself. Like the, the 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 clue is, you know, go underwater until you know breath's air is there no more. It's real obvious. But you go down and when you come back up, um, you're like revived by a supernatural force and the room has changed. And oh, that's uh, cool. yeah, like the, like there there's a bridge now that extends to where this thing is at. And um, and you have to uh, in in order to pass that, you have to give a silver sword to uh, to a Daedra who's like right there. And, uh, and yeah, that's the, like, that's pretty cool. I wish all of them were as creative as that, but however, a lot of it is just more of the, the core gameplay element of Morrowind, which is walking around and paying attention to where you're going and following Mm -hmm. directions. Right. Mm -hmm. And once you get in, it's a lot of, uh, honestly, it's a lot of doing good. Which, okay. you know, I'm not like Ayn Rand or anything. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say <laughs> like, it's bad to do good. It's nice to, it's nice to go around and do something besides kill people. But this just ends up being like a reverse fetch quest where it's like, oh, take these cure disease potions to this person and, you know, cure them. All right. right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Literally like the, the, like the verb in Morrowind is go from one place to another. Yes. You know, and that is what you're going to be spending most of your time doing. And there's just not very much variety in that. And, like, I think that what we are picking up on is, like, when there is that, like, little spot of intrigue or, like, problem solving or, um, you know, like kind of a riddle or something, like, it yeah. just, you know, really, really jazzing us up because it's it's so unusual. Mm-hmm. After this game, there's a really good um, episode of uh, the YouTube show Extra Credits um, where they talk about quest designs in MMOs. And it reminded me of this so much because like these, like a lot of these are like MMO quests that you're doing and just kind of like, why are they like this? Why do they always have to suck? You know, why are they so stupid? And here are better ways to do it. And this game has a little bit of both, but I would say that like the bulk of what you do in this game, if you, if you 100% Morrowind, I'm going to say about 70%, 70 to 80% of the stuff you're going to do is just walking somewhere and fetching Mm -hmm. something or delivering something. Yeah. Like it's pretty bad. And it's going to make you look at something kind of neat on the way, but yeah. Yeah. Like this, you know, the, the, the best description that I read of this or, you know, expressed back around the time that it launched was, Oh, this is like offline EverQuest. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that is, that is totally the case. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there are a couple of like standout quests, like some of the ones that you do <laughs> once you, once you stop, you know, sightseeing, uh, like there's one where there's a false incarnate, uh, who's, okay. uh, who's preaching down around Vivek. And so you go there and, uh, you know, you're, you have your usual gamut of verbs. However, if you, if you're like me and you have, you know, proceeded through the main quest and solved it, you can just say, yeah, I'm sorry. You're not the Nereverine because I'm totally the Nereverine. He doesn't believe you. So you show him the moon and star ring. And it's That's like, pretty Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to offend you, my great one, etc." Mm. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a pilgrimage that you have to do to Mark on. Uh, the, the the shrine there um, that uh, gets a little bit gross because uh, there's a there, there's a plaque on this rock that says oh and Vivek uh, you know angered a Daedra and they threw this rock at him and he you know stood there and took it and he survived etc and so there's a there's a Daedra in the room with you and you have to taunt this Daedra to attack you and uh, what he says to you uh, and this is a quote like right before he attacks you is after I kill you I will rape your corpse don't worry I'll be gentle. Oh, geez. Bad form, guys. Yeah. <laughs> 14, you know, yeah. 12 years ago, but still pretty gross. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, then he just attacks you and then you run away and you are now like Vivek. So you're able to 
say that you've completed that uh completed that pilgrimage hmm. yeah but uh it kind of continues in that form and fashion uh throughout the throughout the rest of this uh, like there's some you know deliveries that you make to ghostgate and i explored a little bit more of that area kind of to the southeast of red mountain like okay. like near the uh there the ebemisararu or whatever uh camp uh, of the ashlanders uh that really the main quest doesn't take you to very mm-hmm. often um, which uh, which was a little bit of novelty, but ultimately it all ends with something that kind of mirrors the beginning quest. Uh, you know, with the seven pilgrimages, you are trying to um, recite the entire poem of the House of Troubles, which basically means going to the four statues of the. It sounds like a bad U two song. Yes, <laughs> like poem of the House of Troubles. Yep. Right? <laughs> yeah, um, and the House of Troubles is the name for the the four evil Daedra. So you know, Malakath, Marin's Dagon, Malagbar, um, and uh, Sheagorath. So you have to go to uh, to their shrines and um, recite the parts of this poem around each of these in order to um, you know eventually recover the uh, the ebony mail, which is just kind of a really really good piece of armor that uh, uh, is your ultimate reward for becoming the patriarch of this uh, of this religion, right? And I imagine when you go there, there are like some harpies that hack you and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like some the scams, like the Shagorath one. You remember he's a scam. Yeah, scams. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, the Shagorath one. Like we we visited that shrine in the main quest, so like it mm. was a it was a cakewalk because I had already you know resolved that problem. I guess. Yeah. Right? So, so yeah, like it's it's the like just like anything else, there are some bits of inspiration there, but not really enough to stick out above the like go here and take this to a person kind of stuff that's like that is a thing that i ultimately like am coming to to think about uh, the elder scrolls games is that like my first instinct is to say that they need an editor you know, and you edit these quests down to just the best ones, but you would lose something that is part of morrowind which is just like content you know like (laughs) Like Morrowind is big or, you know, Elder Scrolls are big. That's what these games are. There's a thousand things to do, you know, and like, would it, would the game suffer if it had as many different factions with as many different quests, but they were all really meaty and kind of like interesting? Would that be too much? You know, like, like do these like ones where you just kind of have to turn your mind off and levitate across the continent? Like, do they (laughs) serve a purpose in kind of pacing? Mm. Like, I haven't, I haven't come up with an answer for that, but like, you know, part of me, like it sits wrong with me in a way that I can't quite justify or yeah. figure out the the solution for. Yeah. I, I really can't, I can't speak to that. Like I would much rather it be like a story that you proceed, that you proceed through that has arcs and everything. Like I would much rather have a nice glass of ice water as opposed to a fire hose. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. but, but taking, you know, taking this in its context and recognizing that there are people who definitely see an appeal to that, like it, it, it feels like a little bit like it comes down to, you know, to taste like that, that horrible slurry of subjectivity that a lot of this stuff kind of comes down to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if like, if I would get exhausted, if it were, if I would feel slighted, if there were fewer quests or if I would get exhausted, if they were all really interesting. Yeah. Um, like, you know, or if there are, and I, I won't discount the idea that there is a player out there who would. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I don't even know that you would need to have a bunch of quests that were all as good as the best quests in Morrowind. Like, I, I, I don't even know that all of this detail, all of this content specifically needs to be stuff to do. Right. Yeah. Like they could they could take those 
those resources and pour you know pour more of it into like even if you don't like execute on these stories like the stories are out there to be found yeah like like journals and stuff like that and that's something i feel like they did a better job of in the later games as well even though there are kind of touches of it but do more things like that falling wizard yeah you know like it doesn't have to be like something to do it's just a complicated backstory that makes the world feel a little bit more alive yeah and, you know, you know, it's, it's a little bit of sleight of hand. It's a little bit, what can we do to make this world seem more mysterious? You know, one false hidden wall immediately makes every single wall more interesting because yeah. it, it, like any of them could potentially be a door that leads to something else. Right. So mm-hmm. and in one sense, you have to you have to admire the the the, 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 the sheer brute force approach that they, that they took. But how much of that effort? you know, wasn't just wasted on their part, but is wasted on our part trying to churn through that to get to something that's like just a little bit more, a little bit more notable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or resident or memorable. Like I forgot to mention this thing, but it's totally a cool quest for how tedious and awful it is. There's a silent pilgrimage that you have to take from the, from Vivek, the very tippy top South of the the continent to uh, Shia Gorad without talking, which means you can't talk to any of the fast travel people, which means that you have to do it all however you can without talking to anybody so just levitating across the entire continent is what i did Mm -hmm. like yeah that's neat yeah that is a cool idea um yeah i don't know yeah it is it's just like as i did most of these like the second half of the quest which ended up being batting about the same average as last episode Mm mm-hmm like it was kind of like a a bad way, and this was you're not meant to play it the way that we did, where you like you rush through the main quest and then do all this side stuff. Like I think yeah. you're supposed to sprinkle them throughout, um, but playing them all in a row like this was a bad way to do it. Yeah. Like it didn't it didn't engender tons of affection, right? For me, yeah. And I don't know, like if if I had just gone from you know one table to another table to another table and done all of this in turn, all that would mean is I did the same amount of the same tedious stuff, um, except you know spread out. Yeah. And it's something like that I think about a lot when we do the show. Like, how often are we just asking a game to be a, a different game than it is? Yeah. Right? Or and a it, game that's more like suited for our format. Right. You know, like a game that like lends itself to what we like to do mm-hmm. on the show. And, you know, we said that in the first episode. Like, this game is, you know, possibly the most resistant to our usual approach that we've ever done. Yeah. You know, except yeah. for maybe like Tony Hawk. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Mario Golf. Uh, so tell me how bad the cult is. It's really bad. It's really dumb. Um, like the cult, um, this, these are uh, kind of imperial missionaries who are trying to get uh, people in Vardenfell to worship the Nine Divines and uh, Tiber Septum. And uh, they're all kind of jerks. Like the people are really haughty and you lose disposition if you talk to them when you don't are not on a quest. Oh, no. With them. So that sucks. Um, but I could at this point, I had an infinite fortune. I can buy back whatever I want. Um, the uh, So it just like the you almost do like you don't really do anything interesting in this like almost at all like the first guy you run into and it's literally mmo like gather me a certain number of this reagent (laughs) and there there's seven of them like i need this i need this i need this and you know if you want to you can uh if you already have this stuff or you can just go to an alchemist and buy it but it's like the idea is like hey go to these places where i know that the you know this plant grows 
and try to get you to check out these places. So maybe it would be cool if you started with it. However, this guy is in Ebenhart. So, like, you don't go to Ebenhart until pretty late in the quest. Right. And at this point, I don't need to go gather corkball root. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I know I know where it's at. Like, that makes so much um, more sense for the Mages Guild, right? Because that's one of the first quests you're likely to do. Well, and you, you, and you do it in the Mages Guild. Yeah, yeah. I guess like, that's what I mean. Like, talking about the very similar quest that you do for the for the Khajiit alchemist, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, it, it is, like, you, you've already done this. So that sucks, and that goes on forever. Then um, Lulis Trupter's quests are all collecting alms from different, uh, like, kind of areas, like different missions, which is, and, and kind of preparing for this festival, which is kind of cool, but they're pittances. It's like, you know, you need to collect this alm, it's 200, 200 septums. And I'm just like, I have 200 septums. Yeah. <laughs> like, here, here's 10,000 septums. I don't give a shit. Like, just, just here, throw the biggest party in the world, <laughs> you know? Because, like, I went and collected them a couple times, and I was like, okay, this is going to be more interesting than that. Like, I don't just want to give this person my 200 gold. Like, I'll go to uh, Eldoran and check it out. Nope. Like, you just go there and ask. <laughs> like, you just, and a couple people, you have to raise their disposition to, like, get them to give you enough money. But you can always make up the difference, because the most you ever have to get from anyone is a thousand septums. Right. Which is, which is nothing. But even in the early game, like, you know, you just mostly just go and ask. Huh. And that and that's another seven quests. So like this is fourteen quests deep, and you haven't done interesting things. One interesting thing one, like in these quests. So here's it's my, w- it's really bad. Here's my question about the sequencing on this, right? Uh, so for the for the reagent gathering ones and for the alms gathering ones, is it possible to get all of them at once? So you can just make a circuit, or is it all go out and do you, this thing? If come you use back? a guide, well, here's the thing: is that like all these people are in the same area too? Like okay. all your quest givers are in the same place. For the uh, the Imperial Cult. So you can go and get the first quest from several of the people. Um, or, or the first two people, I think. And then you have to rank up. Yeah. So you can't... You can multitask a little bit. Like, if you're using a guide, you can say, okay, before I talk to Sinolian, I need to have Marshmallow, Muck, Willow Anther, Scrib Jelly, Corkroot, Bolt, Rat Meat, and Netch Leather. And then go and talk to her and just have everything. Like, that's yeah. fine. You can do that. But you'd have to cheat. Yeah. Like, there's not a way to do it naturally. Um, so th- this really sucks. And at this point, I was really mad. Um, like, I just like, I hate this and I hate this, this guild. And they do, the, the rest of this is a little bit more interesting. Like the, uh, the second, the third person, uh, K sends you, um, kind of, you have to kind of dispose of some supernatural creatures, hmm. which is cool. There's like a witch, um, nearby, uh, in a mind that you have to, uh, have to deal with. And there's a house that's haunted, um, which sounds really cool, but really just means there's a ghost monster. Yeah. Um, in there, which is, you know, not that exciting. Um, so you kind of do that stuff, which is kind of cool. And then, uh, the final quests are all gathering powerful artifacts, hmm. um, which is, is again, the, like the third type of Morrowind quest, which is go to this Dunmer ruin yeah, and, uh, and plummet, which I, I like those, I like those ruins. The, I do too. The, I just, I'm sick of them at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and that's it. And then there's no, there's no kind of climax to it. Like, no story, there's no intrigue. Like, it is feels very tacked on. Oh, man. Like, yeah, the the, the Imperial Cult blows. Um, it's a cool idea. Like, the idea that there are these missionaries in, in Vardenfell yeah. who are kind of trying to spread this other religion because, like, that's a big thematic thing in, in Morrowind is this kind of cultural imperialism that's going on. I like that. Um, but it is it is a real, real failure as far as keeping me engaged. Yeah. 
that's too bad because like you said that is the one of the more interesting parts of this you know the the, the lore here is those politics that this doesn't play into that at all do you hmm. do you even get to attend the party <laughs> no like i i didn't i didn't go and ask okay. i was really mad i just gave them their brandy that they needed and their limeware platter and <laughs> and their fancy set of clothing and stuff and then i just you know went on <laughs> I was like, fuck this. I'm going to go become a vampire. Uh, so, I like that. Yeah. I should, I should have saved my game and then just went back and killed everyone in the Imperial cult. Like that would be a good way to actually like blow off some steam. Some Morrowind steam is like oh. turn back into a vampire, even though I can't turn back into a vampire. Cause once you cure it, it's permanently cured, mm-hmm. but, uh, turn to a vampire and then just be like, give me boring quest. Will you? Yeah. And then just make that into a ghost temple. Yeah. So I'm back. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, like I I did a little like a little arc for my guy going from Redoran, like, OK, I'm now a leader of one of the great houses, uh, the, the, the the political thing. And then like, well, let's check out this, you know, this legion. Right. And I rose on those like, OK, like see, seeing both sides. And ultimately, I turned to I turned to the uh, to, to the temple, like, you know, to to to, to further lead into this Messiah thing, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, OK, like that, that that's a little arc. You yeah. Know, a little a little bit like Saul, you know, but yeah. But uh, man, is is there even like? Do they even give you any rewards that fit? Yeah, I mean, you can you can keep the uh, the artifacts that you get, which some of which are pretty neat. You know, like they're good magical items. But at this point, I was pretty dialed on magical items. Right. So you know that's kind of nice. But also, like, I didn't need the quest to go get this thing. Hmm. It's just in a ruin. Oh. What have you? Like, if I want to, I could just go grab it too. If I know where it's at. So. Does that seem to be the purpose that a lot of these quests serves is to point a way towards something that you could have stumbled across? Um, not, not just in, in the, in the cult, but like in general, like across a bunch of these. Yeah, absolutely. And also I think that, you know, you are supposed to be doing them before you, uh, do the main quest because a lot of them are, the idea is to power you up since you don't get experience for doing quests. Mm -hmm. Um, this is like, this is literally like you grind your way through all the shitty quests to get to the ones where they're telling you the location of powerful artifacts. Right that you can then use to go and, and fight Dagathur. Hmm. So. Huh. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that does serve a purpose, but don't, again, I've just said it a million times. Don't threaten me with boredom. Like <laughs> it's not, you know, it's not going to end well for you game. <laughs> I have the off button. <laughs> yeah. Look, motherfucker, like steam sale right now. <laughs> it's, it's on like, yeah, like it is literally happening as we speak. So tell me uh, what what happens with that. Anything cool with the Legion? Uh, marginally, yeah. Okay. Uh, I. What's weird about it is okay. So two weird things. The first one is that in order to talk to anybody without losing reputation, you have to be wearing officially sanctioned Imperial Legion armor. Okay. Yeah. So. It's not always the best armor to wear, but if you don't want to always lose points for being out of uniform, you kind of always have to wear it. So that is kind of akin to the Imperial cult. They are they are big into dinging you for minor stuff. The second weird thing about this one is you pretty much have to do everything in this in order to get the uh, the reputation points that you need in order to in order to you know to progress. Okay. Right. So yeah, so, there's no there's no kind of skipping around at all. Right, right. So 
but the uh, what, what the Imperial Legion is, it's kind of similar to the Imperial cult, uh, except instead of trying to spread the religious order from the, uh, from the Empire, um, it's kind of trying to spread the uh, the martial culture, and uh, you know a little bit trying to win over the hearts and minds by bringing law and order that otherwise wouldn't have been here before, okay. right? Um, so it's this it's this weird balance between going and killing stuff and also just trying to do stuff for the community okay so it's a little bit community outreach oh you mean you're a cop yep so you're killing the community and then also doing some things for them sometimes yes okay yes so like you start out with like a with like a really kind of morally questionable thing the the empire wants attractive land that uh that that this poor uh, this poor woman's uh house is sitting on like this widow whose uh whose whose husband uh was killed ignominiously in in the egg mine uh in Nisus. And so, you know, you can go and try and shake her down for the deed, but she says, no, it's not going to happen. It turns into a little bit of a murder mystery trying to figure out, okay, like they're saying that he was a criminal, et cetera, but like, what's the truth behind his death? And ultimately you re- you reveal by talking to his ghost that it was somebody else in the mine who, uh, who killed him and then blamed everything, all like everything that went wrong on him. So by clearing his name, you actually win this widow's right back to, you know, keep her house. Right. It's kind of like, oh, like all of this was a big misunderstanding. You killed the guy who murdered this, you know, this the, the, this poor man and uh, everything is set to right. So okay. in, in that one quest, it kind of like sets up this expectation, like I'm going to be like a gross cop, like you said. Um, but instead, it turns it around and actually says like, oh, there's like a little bit of justice here. Like they are going to listen to me within reason. Right. OK. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's cool. Yeah. So it's so it's not politically gross. Um, yeah um <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and, and then it kind of goes back into like it's a lot of rescuing people from um uh from various ashlanders uh who have taken who have taken some uh, uh some people hostage right and uh we're working oh, well, that's that interesting yeah. does it like do you, i wonder if that interferes with the main quest if you're doing the ashlander quest i don't know because i know that there are some ashlander uh tribes that you don't really interact with in the main quest Mm -hmm. like these are camps that i never had to go to okay so i don't know if these are not like canonical uh ones or or what but like even the faction hit against the ashlanders for being in this is not that huge yeah right yeah well i don't think we mentioned that that like when you're in a faction like it changes your relations to another faction but that is true. There's yeah. not that much to it, but like it is something where like, if you're in a faction, some factions will look down on you a little bit mm-hmm. and, and some of them will look better, uh, better upon you. Yeah. Uh, there's one quest uh, for this guy, general Darius, uh, back up in Nisus, And that's kind of the seat of their power, uh, which is to, uh, to root out this Talos cult. Like these people okay. who are, uh, probably a little bit too enthusiastic about Talos, which is, uh, you know, the God of the empire. Right. And, uh, yeah, you end up killing a couple of dudes, uh, you're you're basically turned into internal affairs at that point a little bit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a there's a pretty cool one where you're trying to uh, to 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 point out this guy who is trafficking in uh, in Dwemer artifacts. Okay. It's a little bit of a spot the difference puzzle or a uh, like a you know sort out this visual clutter because you go into his house and he has all this pottery like yeah you know I'm a uh, I'm, I'm a potsman or whatever and uh, just like okay look at you by searching around actually hidden among all the pottery is a Dwemer tube. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, I caught you, buddy. And so I don't know if he gets ends up getting taken downtown, but I think you're using it to uh to discredit him because yeah. that is uh you know that's illegal, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I'm just kind of like running down these. There is a uh, there's this one terrible terrible quest where uh, oh man, Margon is being threatened by a pair of breeding nutch. So okay. you got this you got this bull netch and this uh and this Bessie netch, you know, those big floating gas yeah. bags. Yeah, Betty. Yeah. yeah, Betty, there we go. Uh who are j- completely horned up, ready to mate, <laughs> and in their in their boner rage, they are destroying Margon. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to go and and call the population. So you have to kill one bull and one Betty. However, uh the tagging is off. Like even even with the patch. Uh, like there's just one specific bull and one, spe- one specific Betty that you're supposed to kill among all these other ones. And uh, I ended up having to like go away and quit the game and wait several days for the right ones to spawn. Oh, geez. Yeah, which is a little it bit. It wasn't something where you could just kill all of them. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like you couldn't just wait in the parking lot for all the other cars to leave. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> couldn't do that. No. Yeah. That's that's frustrating. Which, Otherwise, it's a cool idea for a quest. I know, right? Like, uh, like the idea like, of these uh, these ridiculous. I mean, that that's horrifying. <laughs> Nets are really scary. Like, yep. we didn't really talk about it in the first episode, but they, like, they look like something from Zen. Yeah, like scary <laughs> monsters from Morrowind. They're really up there. <laughs> I, I just opened up the wiki for that that quest, and and it has this like picture of them floating. It's like says the breeding net. <laughs> <laughs> under it is a subtitle so it's like a d-ray lovecraft story yeah and that is the do not ask me about what had happened once i saw the breeding net for my mind has shattered into a thousand pieces <laughs> and it floats over the ether do yes. not blame me for taking morphine <laughs> i have to to calm my nerves after seeing the breeding net <laughs> yeah so that quest is kind of a little bit of a wet fart uh the final quests are pretty cool though uh, which they they involve. Um, you you uh, didn't. I'm sorry. You didn't, you didn't mention this, but you're doing these quests for Rad Hardheart. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about this. Sorry. That is his name. Uh, Rad. Rad Hardheart. Rad Hardheart. with two D's. Yeah, so. yeah. Like like Final Fantasy Tactics and this shit. Yep. Um. <laughs> yep. Uh, so the final quest has a little bit more of a uh, a little bit more of a climax than the imperial cult does uh so you're trying to recover these you know uh really powerful artifacts uh from uh you know just basically having been stolen right so chrysomir which is kind of the uh the grand paladin sword and um the uh the 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 lord's mail which is you know just a really good uh really good breastplate uh that you get it involves like a little bit of like detective work so there's this shrine that's down in Ebenhart where this used to be used to be uh, held, and you actually have to really pay attention because if you look at the floor, you can see some muck on the ground as though it was left in footprints. And okay. this this actually reveals uh, that there's a secret door that uh, if you had you know talked to the caretaker, he said, "Yes, there's a guy who was you know working the shift here as a guard, but he went away. His bunk is over here. If you look under his pillow, there's a key that opens up this door. And in these tunnels that are leading out of uh, out of Ebenhart, you find this guy, and you have to kill him in order to get uh, in order to get the uh, the Lord's mail back." Okay, that's pretty neat. Yeah, no, yeah also, I like looking under a pillow. Yeah, it's, it's got to be frustrating though, because unlike the later ones, you can't actually just move a pillow. Like right. you had to put it in your inventory. <laughs> just keep this for later in <laughs> yeah, case in case of a pillow. in case of a really long, uh, a really long, long flight, like, a really long like, strider like, flight. Yeah, yeah, levitation <laughs> session. Yep. Um, also, the guy. Little pillow. <laughs> Tiny U-shaped pillow. Can I get a little secret and little pillow? It's for my neck. 
You know, it's for my little neck. For my little neck. Also, also the guy who stole the uh, who stole this uh, piece of uh, armor. His name is Furious. <laughs> like, seems like a good guy. Yeah, I know, right? Isn't uh, Hardheart? That's the name of the guy who runs the uh, Fighters Guild too. Is this like his brother or something? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Like I noticed that with a bunch of these, like there there are a lot of surnames that are uh, that are shared across. And it's like, are you related to so and so? Yep. Okay. Of- or is this just like the Johnson of this world? <laughs> where he goes like Williams Johnson Hard Heart. Yes. <laughs> Frank, yeah. Jake, Rad. <laughs> like it, it, it all got like Romanized as they went through Ellis Island. Yeah. As they went through Sadanine <laughs> through the yeah, customs. Ellis Isles. Yep. On, on the coast of. Yeah. yeah. Um, and getting Chris Amir back isn't isn't too huge of a too huge of a deal. Uh, it's a really effective sword, though. Like it's the only thing that was uh, that was more powerful than my uh, than my uh, Daedric katana. Mm. Uh, so that was nice. And then in in order to become the uh, the grandmaster, you have to uh, so you deliver these these ultra powerful items to the to the existing grandmaster, uh, Varus Vantius Vantinius or whatever, and uh, he challenges you to a duel uh, similar to uh, uh, Venom. Uh, barrel venom or whatever his name is mm-hmm. uh, in the arena and it's a really difficult fight because you just gave him everything he needed and uh, by killing him you ascend right right on yeah if this were me i would uh float above him and shoot him with arrows yeah i was down on the and ground though it was it was fine it only took yeah. a, a couple of tries a lot of yeah. healing potion a lot of sap Um, yeah. Uh, so after this, I, we also are doing the Daedric quest, the vampire quest and the miscellaneous world quest. Um, I did the vampire, uh, quest, which is pretty cool. Um, since in the main quest, you have to become immune to regular disease. Um, you kind of have to do an exploit to become a vampire. Um, which I did by buying a spell that was a uh, weakness to regular disease and then creating a very powerful version of it and casting out myself, hmm. um, which is kind of a pain in the ass. And then like, I had to find a vampire, um, rather than finding a live one and just letting him attack me. Cause that could eventually get me. I just looted from one over and over, oh. which also gives you a chance of contracting the disease, huh. which is kind of cool, which is, uh, you know, uh, porphyric hemophilia. Um, which is the vampire disease. And I'm pretty into like the way they do vampires in this, even though I do think they do it a little bit better later, like like a lot of things in Morrowind. It's pretty cool though. Like it is it gives you kind of a series of quests working for the vampires. Like it is a series of quest lines which I like. Um and it gives you a like really insane powers. Like you get a lot of like stat boosts. Um but unlike in Oblivion where you could kind of like, you know, you have this whole this balance where it's like I get more power the longer I wait, be, you know, before I feed. But the longer I wait before I feed, the more people are put off by me. Yeah. Um, this one is just people instantly know you're a vampire, and uh, people won't talk to you. Everyone's like, "Oh, vampire scum," and then like won't talk to you. The only people who talk to you are the Mages Guild and the uh, the Telvani. Yeah. Well, there are um, uh, there are vampires in the Telvani too. Yeah. 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 It's so a, they, it sounds a little they, bit like Corpus, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that, except with like more superpowers. Um, and like one of the cool things about it also is that like in the lore reasons why everyone is so shitty, um, is because it takes three days for the, uh, porphyric hemophilia to turn you into a vampire and it's cured really easily mm-hmm. at that stage. So they assume anyone who is a vampire chooses to be a vampire <laughs> because like you could fix this, like it, like temples will do it for 25 septums 
Like you, you could fix this, but since you haven't, we're going to assume you're a shithead. You had three days. This is your responsibility, motherfucker. Um, it's like having a library fine. Exactly. Exactly. Look, um, which like, that's pretty cool. Like I, I dig that. And uh, the kind of like the, the trappings around the vampires are really cool um, because like one, like similar to uh, bloodlines, like they treat you like shit, like you are a mistake and we're going to send you off on missions to try to get you killed essentially. Oh yeah. Um, because you know, we don't really need more vampires and you're young and like, we have no respect for you. Um, but the missions are actually, uh, and then they also, um, when you go to any of your, your houses, there are three houses in the vampires and, uh, most of the quests you get, all the vampires will give you, but each house has two unique quests. Um, each house also corresponds to fight or major thief, of course, um, as per usual. Um, and it's not that like you get a really cool treasure for doing their final quest, but the most of the quests you can do for all the vampires. But one of the cool thing is they keep people around to feed off of <laughs> called uh, cattle. Yeah. And uh, if you fuck up and if you accidentally kill one of the cattle, then you lose cattle privileges <laughs> in the uh, in the clan, which is pretty cool. Like, can you kill them by feeding too much? Um, yeah, because you there's no feeding. It's just a drain health spell. Okay. Um, so if you just do that enough and it kills them, hmm. it's no good. But the, uh, the quests are actually pretty cool. Um, for the most part, I mean, there are a lot of like, just go kill this person, but out of the things that you can make me do in Morrowind, like go kill a thing in a dungeon is I'm more on board with that than go retrieve a thing or go deliver a thing. Right. Um, cause at the very least, like, you know, it'll be maybe an interesting fight. Um, but like what the coolest quest you actually do, I think for the whole thing you do right in the beginning, um, where there's a kid in, uh, Aldrune in, uh, uh, house Rutteran who wants to be a vampire and you have to go talk him out of it. Huh? Um, and you don't, they don't want you to kill him. Obviously. Like you talk to the kid's mother and like, he doesn't want you to kill the kid. And the way you do it, um, is you just say like, you know, you're too stupid to be a vampire. Like, Oh, like all the kids say that you idiot. And he's like making kind of logical points about how being a great a vampire is. And you argue him out of it until he attacks you. And then you have to lose. So he thinks vampires are weak, <laughs> which like, that's, that's badass. Like that's a, that's probably one of my favorite quests in, in the game. Like that's I like, like that a Fallout lot. Fallout three level shit. Yeah. That's really good. Um, and it's, it's funny cause he's really weak. So you have to like take off all, if you wear your armor, like his dagger will break before <laughs> he gives up. Like he just wants to get you down to hell, half health. You have to stand there and not fight back while he just stabs you a bunch and, uh, and gets you down to, and then he's like, Oh, vampires aren't actually that great. Huh? <laughs> I thought <laughs> you, know? you were cool. I thought you were cool, Man. but I'm stronger than you already. Um, <laughs> so that, that's awesome. I like that quest a whole lot. And then there's also, there's a vampire who like, Wants to die, but uh, can't die of natural causes, so starts killing people and like bringing attention oh. to them. So the so the vampires will send a, an assassin out, um, which turns out to be you. Oh yeah, which is which is pretty rad. Um, and then a lot of like go kill somebody, go steal this thing. Um, there are kind of politics between the different vampire clans, um, but they're all kind of jerks. You know, like none of them are. are, are you do you want to side with and all three of the clans want you to like part of their final quest is kill a certain number of the other clan hmm. so you more or less have to raid one of these other bases right and uh and they're they hold up in these like uh you know dunmer ruins or these old abandoned forts yeah and stuff um you take sun damage as uh, you know, i'm sure like uh is should have been evident but if you've never played one of these games um so you can really only travel at night right um in this game unless you want to offset it um that's a little bit of a bummer because keeping track of time in this game is it's not fun. Yeah, not intuitive. Yep. And uh, you don't heal from sleeping anymore. You just heal over time. No. Oh. Uh, 
but you get a like a like a near immunity, like fifty percent damage resistance to normal weapons. Oh, wow. and the uh, the final uh, I got a no, that was actually for something different. Um, I got a ring from uh, one of the final quests from something that I did that was really good, but it wasn't this right. that gave you an additional forty percent immunity to normal weapons. So <laughs> if you were a vampire and you have that ring, you're more or less, you know. Yeah. Pretty indestructible. Yeah. But again, there's like literally just like go kill this mage, go kill this vampire, go collect some vampire dust. It's not, you know, but there's just fewer of them and a couple of them are really cool. Yeah. Like that vampire wants to essentially do suicide by cop. Right. And that kid quest, those are really good. Hmm. Yeah. Like those are the most interesting stories I've heard, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, like that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and then the the kind of the big thing is the cure for vampirism. So this isn't an official quest, but at some point you can start asking about it because you're, you're sick of being a vampire. Yeah. And uh, this is kind of cool. Like you have to go to um, one of these uh, Daedric Shrines of, um, uh, what is this, uh, Baal-er? No, that's okay. the name of the shrine. Who is it? Molag? M- Molag Baal. Yeah, yeah Molag Baal. There we go. That's the guy. Molag Baal, um, who is like known as the Prince of Rape or something gross like that in his, his Daedric name, like he's yeah. got a gross name, but he will do it for you. He'll cure you of vampirism, but he wants you, his daughter has been keeping like, has a, like a, a Daedric uh, consort that he doesn't care for. So he sends you to a cave to kill his daughter and her, her lover. And then he'll, he'll do it for you and cure you of vampirism. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's not very like, it's not super complicated to know what to do. You have to find like um, these books that will kind of hint where you need to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the Vampires of Vardenfell, Volume 1 and 2, which, like, you had to get for the Mage's Guild quest. So I knew, you know, where to get those, um, like, where to what, where to buy them. Yeah. Um, they kind of give you hints as to how to how to solve it. And it oh. ends up just being do a favor for Molag Ball. Right. Yeah. How terrible is it that you say the Vampires of Vardenfell, and I immediately think it's a kid's book? <laughs> it's, a cute, it's a cute name for a kid's <laughs> yeah. book. Vampires of one will. <laughs> Try and say this, you stupid little shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, here, here's two V's in a row. Have you encountered that, dumbass? <laughs> I bet you not. I see more of the world than you. Yeah, you're never going to believe how you pronounce two V's in a row, you piece of shit. <laughs> Man, kids get so much slack. Have I got a game for you? V, 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 V. Pronounce that, you dumbass. Try and pronounce Kavanaugh, but you can't. Yeah. Kavanaugh. Cabernet. Yeah, shut up. Don't use your mouth unless I tell you to. And just use it to eat fucking ecto coolers and gogurts. Yep. Garbage tiny human. You're drinking some mondos and squeeze yeah. it yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Fruit by the foot up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Watch Out for Fireballs. The I guess the only anti-children podcast there is. Yeah, that we we I feel like we you, kind you. of established. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like kids. Uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like as a podcast, we've established a real reputation for being on on the right side of issues. And this is this is my ace in the hole that I've been holding. In case anyone thinks that we're a little too PC, like hey, those fucking social justice warriors on Watch Out for Fireballs. Oh yeah, we hate fucking kids. What do you think of that? <laughs> you think they can choke little, on a gogurt? Little, little bit too hardcore for you now. Huh? Yeah. How, how do you like me now, motherfuckers? Yeah. Take that, 4chan. Yeah. Um, Don't step too close to me. I'm the edge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just call me you two. Yeah. Fucking edge. Yeah. So, so aside from, from, from tricking a stupid kid. Yeah, and trying to pronounce two V's at once. Yep. 
But uh, <laughs> so you handle two R's, huh? Yeah. How about two T's? You know, matter. <laughs> Check this out, Vardenville <laughs> Bala. <laughs> you stupid idiot. Later. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, so I, I'm kind of I'm happy to hear that the vampire quests are pretty good uh, because uh, like these were always the ones that I kind of wanted to do. Like when you mm-hmm. when you when you just get this game and you're hearing people you know whisper and tell stories about it and just you know third hand saying like you can become a vampire and it totally changes the game, right? Mm-hmm. Like it builds up a little bit of anticipation, right? Mm-hmm. Like and kind of in Morrowind, not Morrowind, Oblivion. Sorry, I, I'm going to keep doing that. Um, in, in Oblivion, really the only interesting part of that is that you get these nightmares that are real cool. Yeah. 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 And you get nightmares in this one as well. Oh, okay. Like, um, but you have to sleep and you don't heal by sleeping. So like, I didn't actually know about this until I looked it up hmm. online and they're just text. Like they're, you know, just like these little cool short stories Yeah. of like, you know, being a, being a dock predator of the night. <laughs> um, but it's, it's pretty neat. Do me to tell you about the, uh, the danger quests? Yeah, that's also something I was looking forward to uh, from the main ones because those are really good in the uh, later games. Yeah, uh, they're pretty good here. They're not as good as the later ones. Um, okay. I, I, I I hate to say. However, they uh, they they are kind of the, the the descriptions of them are kind of cool short stories, right? Okay. So like for Azura, her shrine is really really far out of the way. Like for each of these, you have to go to a place that's pretty hidden. Um, and Azura's is that that she has this bet going with uh, with Shea Gorath. Okay. Um, and the bet is that uh, this this follower of Azura, who is kind of the the the, the patron Daedra of uh, of uh, Vardenfell of Morrowind, of the of the Dunmer, um, uh, will stay locked away in this cabin for like fifty years or something like that. You know, not talking to anybody, and that she won't go mad for it because you know Sheagorth, he is the uh, he is the prince of madness, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, she fears that uh, Sheagorath is sending his minions there to, like, bang on the sides of her cabin in order okay. to... <laughs> Didn't the other children tell you not to come to this house? house, house? <laughs> <laughs> in order to uh, to lure her out. So she thinks that he is... He... <laughs> like, here are the witch's eyes. <laughs> like, and here is her hair. That'll drive you mad. Yeah. But, but her her fear is that he is trying to uh to to you know, to mess up the bet, right? So yeah, mm-hmm. so you go there and uh, uh you have to kill all these all these Daedra who are kind of hanging around out there and you have to find a ring that proves like, oh yes, they were serving Shea Gorith. Um if you if you knock on the door, the woman will come out though. So mm-hmm. uh so you have to you have to leave her in peace, otherwise uh you you fail the quest. Uh, but you take this back to Azura, and you get uh, one of the most powerful artifacts in the game, which is the uh, um, the Azura Star, which yeah, is usable uh, soul soul stone or whatever soul gem. Yeah, so combine that with Umbra, and you're like set vis-a-vis yeah. you know, as, as far as souls go. Um, yeah, I was a little bit a uh, little bit upset. Like you get the mask, you you can get the mask of Clavicus Vile. Uh, I didn't mention this uh, because that is a uh, that that is a an Imperial Legion quest that wasn't really notable, but like that. Unlike the later games, is not a Daedra quest. I always liked those mm. ones where yeah. you know, everybody likes you because you're wearing this uh, wearing this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Boethia's quest, I, I think that's how you how you pronounce it, uh, is is also pretty cool. Uh, you are it's off the coast of Margon. There is a sunken shrine, and his statue is uh, sitting there headless. You have to talk to the head uh, that's laying a couple feet away, and uh, his quest is to uh, have you build a new shrine to him because his old one was consumed by the sea. So you have to uh, find this sculptor 
um, who will uh, help you build this uh, north of Margon. And, uh, you know, you have to basically just do a bunch of waiting uh, because I was kind of cram jamming these. I just waited a bunch, but it's like weeks upon weeks upon weeks. Okay. And as this guy comes back, he gives you Goldbrand, which is the uh, the best short sword in the game, actually. And like t- it you does. can actually upgrade that to something called Elton Brand. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, which is a weird reference. Like, that is a really esoteric, some fucking lightning spear from Final Fantasy twelve hidden shit. Yeah? Um, yeah, you have to talk to somebody. Um, it's part of... I think it's through the uh, through the the cult, um, but it's this weird quest where there's like somebody if you talk to them with that sword in your inventory uh-huh. and a specific amount of gold, that is a reference to an NBA uh, guy's number. Oh yeah, um, yeah. It, it upgrades the oh, sword into something man. different. Yeah, it's it is uh, eleven thousand one hundred seventy one gold. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, the message is go to hell, Carolina. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, some kind of weird sports Easter egg. Huh. Um, but yeah, so that, that sword can actually be uh, upgraded into this yeah. new thing. Elton Brand was an NBA basketball player. Oh, there we go. Yeah. That makes sense, then. <laughs> that is nuts. And it's a, it's a vampire quest, actually. Yeah, that, that's what it is. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's fucking nuts. Yeah, it's super <laughs> hidden. Like, it is really, really hidden content. Yeah. Um, I, I don't remember Malakath's quest being too too great. You just have to kill somebody uh, uh, who is who is pretending to be his champion but isn't, uh, and the reward for that isn't that great either. Uh, neither is Maroon's Dagon's quest. You basically have to go to a go to a uh, um, Dwemer ruin and find this uh, this rusty dagger that is unique, you know, to this quest that's just like sitting on a shelf. He sends you out to find his razor, and you just basically have to intuit that like, oh, this is it. It's just not in good condition and then he upgrades it to uh to a really good dagger right mm-hmm. yeah uh i couldn't do mephala's quest because of the uh because of the um oh gosh assassin's guild okay so couldn't couldn't quite do that uh molag ball n- again nothing too great there uh, I'm, I'm looking at the wiki and nothing is coming to mind mm-hmm. it's just really just a bunch of uh going out and uh finding a bunch of his shrines and uh killing people around them womp and uh, mm-hmm. finally, Sheagoroths is pretty great, although it's a little bit buggy, uh, at least in the patch that I have. He uh, wants you to go to uh, one of his followers who lives in a shack on the north coast and uh, get the uh, the fork of horripilation, mm-hmm. which if you look that up, horripilation is another word for goosebumps. Um, and you have to kill this uh, this netch. It's a giant netch, although his model is not any bigger than other netch uh, with this you know, thing that does like one or two damage a piece. And so the trick is you, you only have to kill him with it. So you just do as much damage as you can and then, you know, finish him off. You do uh, the final blow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, however, this the, this fork was so short that I couldn't get it to do any damage. So I huh. never I never completed the quest because none of my swings, no matter which angle I levitated towards. Um, cannot connect. Right. Just did, did not connect at all. Hmm. So... Yeah, and for that you get the uh, the the spear of bitter mercy, which uh, uh, is is pretty good. Like it gives you reflection and summons like storm atronax and stuff. That's pretty rad. Yeah, so like yeah. a couple of those are like really good. Like the Azura one and the uh, and the Boethia uh, is, is is pretty great, great as well. But uh, I was a little bit disappointed. I remember the hit to miss ratio in the later games being just a little bit higher. Yeah, yeah. Um, similarly, um, I also did some of the miscellaneous outside quest. Mm-hmm. I didn't do all of them. <laughs> I them. 
Yes, Gary, I assign you all miscellaneous yeah, quests in Morrowind. I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't comb the entire island because uh, these are a huge pain in the ass because it's just somebody standing at a crossroads. Yep. And most of the time, it's like this person robbed me. Go grab this thing. Mm-hmm. Or like I talked to this person like, you know, oh, this bandit came and tried to rob me. They were actually super handsome. Will you go talk to them? And you just go talk to them. Like <laughs> I did that one. Ag- yeah. Again, go travel to a thing. Yep. That's almost all of them. Like there's almost there's almost nothing for me to talk about with yeah. these guys. Like there are a lot of uh, people who have been cursed by witches. <laughs> yep. Um, for some reason, like who have had their clothing stolen. There's like a paralyzed guy. Who was cursed by a witch? There's somebody who had their axe stolen by a witch. Yeah, I did the, the cloud render. I did that one. Yeah, yeah. lots of lots of witches. <laughs> um, there's a couple of those slavery quests that tie into the twin lamps. Okay, which come out, which are kind of cool. You run into some escaped slaves. Um, that's pretty awesome. Um, I'm just I'm not hitting the specifics because they're almost all the same. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, I would say like the the two greatest ones, which again we already talked about. One of them is that that falling wizard, because that's yeah. really cool, and we we talked about how why that's great. Is that a quest um, or is that just an event? It's a it is a quest. It's considered to be a quest. Huh. It like shows up in your quest log for some reason. And then you mentioned uh, Umbra, um, which is pretty rad. Like that mm-hmm. is um, a, like a, a artifact sword that you can get um, because you run into this orc warrior that everyone in the, the nearby town um, is talking about, and he is also waiting. You know, he's also suicide by cop. Like he wants one final good battle before he dies. Mm-hmm. Um, and jokes on him. I levitated 10 feet above him and shot him with arrows. <laughs> so that is his honor tool that he gets. See, like I, I had a terrible time with him too because I just, I cut through every other guy like a hot knife through butter uh, yeah. up until this point. And then he just steamrolled me. He's really hard. Yeah, he's like ultimate weapon. Yeah, like when I when I got close enough to him, you know, a couple times an accident, he almost killed me in one shot. <laughs> um, so it was, I just had to be really safe and just really plink him down. Yeah. Super slowly with all my arrows. Honorable. Yeah, super honorable. <laughs> That's how I did all my honor duels in this game. Um, like, you don't don't pick an honor fight with somebody who can float. Um, like, it's funny. Like, I played, a, the, like, the last, like, OD, like, OG D&D campaign I did. Mm-hmm. I had a character who had Boots of Levitation. That's essentially what he did. He was a spellcaster. And just, like, <laughs> I would always just get, like, immediately, like, oh, I'm 15 feet in the air. <laughs> you know? That's it. There <laughs> was practice for this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, there's there's like almost nothing here that you can see. What the the idea is is to show you different places. Right. Like you're between city A and city B, and in between there's a guy who says escort escort me to city C, which is just a little bit past city B. Right. So it like does help you learn the map, mm-hmm. but they're not very interesting. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff that I encountered, like just you know when you walk by an entrance to a dungeon between city A and city B, uh, into dungeon. Uh, Epsilon, um, you know, you go in there, you clear stuff out, and you find notes and stuff. But almost always, that it ended up being part of another quest. Yes, yeah. and I get like gun shy about that. Like right. if I stumble across something, sometimes I don't want to start. Like it's like, oh, someone's going to tell me to do this later, and I'm going to have more context, and it's going to be cooler. Like I don't want to just get to that guy and have him say, like, I need you to, to give me the dagger of glass found at the bottom of this dungeon. It's like, oh, I sold that. <laughs> Two hours ago. Yeah. Uh, you know? Actually, I ran into that a lot with the... Uh, that, that's why I ultimately decided not to do the uh, the collect all of the Dark Brotherhood artifacts, was mm-hmm. because I'd already gotten a bunch of that and sold it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a, it's a pain to, like, track down where you sold something right? in this game. Um, there is a lot of really good treasure 
you get from doing these quests, which is part of the reason why you're doing it. Like you get the boots of blinding speed, which we already talked about. Yeah. Um, and the ring or the amulet of shadows, which I is love awesome. that quest. I love that yeah. so much. Yeah, that's really cool. Like you're just you're essentially just getting catfished. Mm-hmm. Like uh somebody's got this, you know, this, she's like, Hey, my ring is at the bottom of this lake, will you go get it? And she has a buddy who's almost invisible nearby <laughs> to shoot you with arrows. Yep. Um, just to jump you. Like, you get jumped and you jump other people. Right. <laughs> uh, but getting that, that amulet's amazing. It's uh-huh. like 80% uh, chameleon for, for a minute. Yeah. And uh, that was, indis- you know, I used that so much. Yeah. It was invaluable for the, uh, for the assassin stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a super good item. But again, like, I don't have that much to say about these because, again, I feel like I'm just repeating myself from what I've said about most of the side quests. That's weird. It sounds like we, like, at least in the, no- the notable ones, we did, we, like, we, we both did them. We, yeah, we kind of ran across the same ones. <laughs> yeah. Well, I since I wasn't going to do all of them, like I, I went through the ones that I happened to run, run across naturally, and then I like did some searches for like what are the most interesting side quests in Morrowind, and then mm-hmm. also looked at like kind of flipped through them on the wiki right. to see what sounded cool. And I think that we probably did do the same ones because they were the more interesting ones, or the one that gave you a better treasure that was worthwhile. Yeah, like I, I specifically went after those ones because they would get me something that would give me an advantage in clearing the game in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah, so that's uh, that's Morrowind <laughs> for how we're going to do it. Yeah, that's as much Morrowind as we can possibly do, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. so like we should talk a little bit about like kind of final thoughts and then talk a little bit about like, yeah, I guess this would, would run under final thoughts. But when we did the first episode, a lot of people in our various social media channels were like, here's this cool way that I broke Morrowind. Mm-hmm. And like the breakability of this game is great. Yeah. Like I'm in favor of that. I don't think that's a bug. I think that's really, really awesome and something mm-hmm. that like... If I had stumbled across it before I knew the reputation, mm-hmm. I would it would, you know, engender so much uh, affection from me. Yeah, you know, and like even the the small experiences I had with it, like the uh, you know the blinding boots of blinding speed, or even the way that I had to become a vampire by like kind of tricking the the really complicated tool set mm-hmm. of spell effects, like that was really cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, like they they have enough predictable systems in place and they made affordances for them to clash against each other in really unpredictable ways mm-hmm. um, that uh, that that kind of this it creates this whole separate ecosystem of verbs for you. Right. Yeah. And, th- and this game, it feels like it's on the uh, the kind of precipice of when they they streamlined enough to make that not so much a thing later on. Mm hmm. Like I know in uh, in uh, Skyrim, you can use crafting to make really insane mm-hmm. uh, items and everything like that. But like, there's a, it seems like there's just kind of less of it than here. Like here, it seems like there's a lot. Just like giving you access to make spells just opens up a huge possibility yeah. for doing goofy shit. And the fact that most of them only have to be active for a second, and everyone because of luck has a chance to cast a spell. Uh-huh. Like you can almost any build can make can put on the boots of blinding speed or make you know make something happen. For just a second, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, along those lines, like between the speed and levitation and all of that, I discovered that the most fun way to get around was to uh, enchant an item with uh, with boost agility. Not not mm. boost, not boost agility, boost acrobatics. There we go. I, I'm getting my a words mixed up, which basically meant that I can leap across the map like a gigantic flea. I can yeah. finally become the silt strider. Yeah, I am become the silk strider. <laughs> yep. Traverser of worlds. Uh, yeah. And so the game briefly, you know, toward the end there turned into City of Heroes. 
Yeah. yeah, like Crackdown or something like that. Like yep. where it is like, you know, I already play these like super parkour Like mm-hmm. I had this little Tony Hawk line that I like used to like to take out of the uh, the quest giver for House Hulu yeah. to get to the Silt Strider. Where like I leave his house, jump on a roof, then jump onto another roof and then jump onto a rail and walk down it <laughs> and then jump and spin in a circle. And like, you, you know, like you can, you can do a lot of that kind of fun emergent shit. Assassin's and, Creed like, Tribunal. Exactly. <laughs> Might as well. Um <laughs> The uh, I would be surprised if it didn't already happen, um, or if it won't happen before we die. The uh, yeah, so like that that kind of stuff, the fucking around with your movement speed, like giving you the toy box, I think is a really like a reason why this game has the kind of amazing reputation it does, or one of the reasons. Mm-hmm. Other than the fact that it is very good, like I don't want to like we've thrown some shade on this this game in these last two episodes, mm-hmm. even though I think we were both really kind of the main quest, and it just has to do. It's like part of it's how we're playing it. I think trying to cover as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And part of it is just that like, I'm always going to want something cool to do mm-hmm. in a game. And this game doesn't always do that for you yeah, or often doesn't. Yeah. So, and I think that you in particular are, you know, just if, if your prior words are to be believed are very averse to MMO quest design. And I'm kind of a nerd to it. Um, you know, it's kind of like you're, you have, you have no patience for it. And I'm just kind of like been there, done that, to a degree right to where when we see that it just really pops out as like a particularly egregious uh you know slight against what possibly could have been in this place yeah like that that is that is that is true i am very sensitive to that like i like to have even if like and if the the surrounding like one of the things that Marwin doesn't do that will make that kind of stuff work for me Mm -hmm. so like if if i'm going to go do a boring thing i need so that's on one side of the equation the other side of the equation, there needs to be something. And like in some games, you're going to go do a thing and it actually has an interesting kind of story reason behind it. So like, you know, the the two boner rage netches. Yep. You know, like you're just killing something. I've killed a billion things in this game. Yeah. But it's kind of cool. Like it's a cool idea. Like that's fine. And then you look at something like a Final Fantasy, like where it's literally a grind. You're doing that because you're going to get empowered from it. But because the the you get empowered by everything in Morrowind <laughs> because of the... the uh, level advancement system, like that's not really a motivator either. And no. like for some of the stuff where it was like, go collect a $200 tribute from this mission, like just go utilize the bus system to get there. Like it's just, there wasn't anything for me in it. Mm-hmm. Like there was nothing on that side of the scale. Right. You know? And that just like, there's just too many of those by ratio, I think. Yeah. Like, like just way too much reward. Like I just, I was selling and getting rid of and offloading so much cool stuff a probably like yeah a huge reason for that is because i just don't want to look at it and see and compare like my yeah. loadout works for me and like maybe yeah. maybe i'll squirrel it away to come back and like relook at something but you know when you get especially those uh those crazy uh ash vampire heart items or whatever towards the end where it's just a litany of enchantments like you know levitate and resist so and so in a different a different fortify for each stat eventually it all becomes this gray uh, undifferentiated mass of this is good maybe better but better enough to like to work to compare and see if yeah, this matches to, to your build yeah. yeah or to remember to invoke it every time yes. before you get into a fight and like that's a that's a part of it. it's like plays into the strength of the game that everything plays by that same toolbox uh-huh. but it also is a weakness where like finding a magic item that had like a really kind of cool unique effect yep. um was very rare like most of the time is like fortify agility 30 points for 60 seconds on use yeah like that can be very powerful yeah however like i just don't always want to 
you're a member to use it when I can essentially take on any challenges that are in front of me. Right. You know, I, and maybe that's like part of the end game content. Maybe you need to be a little bit more conscious of like stat effects and stuff. Mm-hmm. For some of the like, if you go to the you know go to tribunal, it's hard enough to where you really have to start maxing these uh, these temporary buffs mm-hmm. to get through encounters. Yeah, but I caught a little bit of heat in the essay thread for you know talking sugar about the Skyrim interface. Mm. a little bit and you know i don't know what the i don't know generally what the prevailing wisdom is but like anything would be better than this maybe even oblivion because the purpose of an interface is to surface the information that you need that is relevant to you and to make it as easy as possible to achieve whatever outcome you're seeking to achieve yeah right and just by the fact that it that it hides pertinent you know the, the morrowinds interface hides pertinent information about the things that you're picking up um, you know, obscures your ability to, you know, draw these comparisons. I don't know that it's entirely, you know, outside of reason. You know, I think it's I think it's reasonable to critique this as like just a nightmare of usability. I feel I, th- I read the thing in the essay thread as someone that was more of them casting uh, shade at the Skyrim interface yeah. rather than necessarily praising the Morrowind one. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, like it it is hard to use. And that's why this is my like third attempt at playing the game. <laughs> and like. You know, be just because it put, got put off by that old kind of uh, PC-ness yeah. to it, you know, which eventually, like, you get used to it. It's not a big deal. Um, and, like, despite all this, I really like it. Like, there are so many things to like about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm really glad, like, I played it. Yeah. I just don't think I'm probably going to play very much more of it. Right. But, and I said this in the last episode, and it remains super true, like, mm-hmm. time and a place, man. Like, if, if this had come along at a different place in my life, like, this would have destroyed me. Yeah. Like this could have been like my world, you know, in case of divorce, break glass, <laughs> yeah. like World of Warcraft ask like yeah. time sync forever. Because like there was a time where this would have like impressed me to no end. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's like I can still respect it. And I really like going through them. Like this is the the Elder Scrolls game that I think like you can really get away with like picking up playing the main quest and playing it like a 30 hour RPG. Right. And then putting it down. Like you don't like you don't have to do all of the like the side stuff because it's not very strong. And the main quest is actually really, really great. Right. You know, it, it like stands out in such contrast to the later games where like I almost think, you know, I don't almost think I 100 percent think the opposite is true. Right. You know, they are big toy boxes. This is like uh, the toy box level. And other than the breaking the game stuff doesn't work for me as well mm-hmm. as literally just following the uh, the critical path right. did. I mean, and this is the point where we have to remind ourselves and the listeners, like, there are things that we love about this, and you just played into it. The story is fantastic. The lore, the politics, the the, the religion, like, I can't, I just, like, I, I can't name something that is as complex and as nuanced as this, you know, mm-hmm. that, that we've, you know, A, played for the show, and B, you know, can can, can exist as its pair, you well, know? What, what it- what it is, is, like, all of that stuff is great, and all of that stuff is really cool, but it's not the game. Right. You know, like that, that is the, that exists on the wiki or in an image gallery almost as well as it does on the screen. Yeah. Exactly. That stuff. Yeah. And like, it, like where the, the game doesn't work for me, even despite really liking it is like, is in that game is like what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. My verbs just aren't very interesting. And like, that is like, I'm, I'm a real missionary. I'm like, that's the most important thing about a game. Mm-hmm. Like is, is the gameness of it. That's what yeah. makes the, the, 
medium unique. And like there are, I'm not going to say like, this isn't a game or get into that shit. Like it's, of course it's a game and it is even just walking around this big area as an interactive experience and part yeah. of the strength. That's, but like the, the things they give you to do are just never quite good enough. Yeah. And you know, the, the, like what, what you just said there, you know, like walking around and exploring is the game like that, I think is where the, the, you know, the lore stuff that I was praising kind of goes into this. And it, it, it really, it really plays out most in Morrowind because the world is as interesting as, you know, is more interesting than it's been in any of the others that we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, I think that Morrowind gives that, you know, that, that, that significant stuff about the culture, more of an opportunity to shine through just because, you know, the, the, the world is more primed to bring it up, even just in how the cities look and feel different. And, you know, like you can see how people are adapting to the, to, to the terrain and which, which house has power here. Like, I, I think that if you just look at the experience of walking around this world and taking it in and seeing how it all fits together on kind of this, you know, meta you know, level like the, the, the fact that, you know, the primary mechanic of this game is following directions and paying attention and getting from a place to a place and getting a little bit lost on the way. I think that it, that, that it is the, the, the most successful the series has been. It's, it's a, it's a better museum than a game. Right. You know, like, and then that's, that's kind of what I think it is while still being like a, you know, reasonable game. Like it is still, you know, despite the fact that like the, the quest structure and the combat and all those things are lacking, that toy box does make it fun, but it does feel like, it almost like it works the best almost on like a deer Esther level. <laughs> like it just like, I just want to explore and look around yeah. and stuff. And that was the most fun I had kind of in the, in the game, mm-hmm. you know, until again, until like even that like seemingly infinite bag of tricks does run out and <laughs> right. you start seeing the same tricks over and over. Mm-hmm. So there, there's like a caution to like just bigness yep. in games, you know, like we talk about how much we appreciate smallness and like, uh, and I don't know how much of that is us being prejudiced against games that work well for the show which you know mm-hmm. because smaller games do tend to work like they're easier to talk about but there is kind of like a, a fatigue that can happen with this kind of hugeness that like is for me like mm-hmm. i've played you know put all the, the elder scrolls games i played together and i've played like 300 hours of all of them but it is uh something i do find like problematic as well right so yep. and then it, it all goes back to the need for an editor i think a lot of the time yeah. Again, though, but I feel like that's not what they want to do. Like right. they wanted, they just want to present everything. Like it, I want there to be an editor, but that's not what the game is about. Right. You know. So, it's hard for me to objectively say there needs to be an editor because there are probably people out there who were just like, you know, if you took away like the even if it is just go gather seven nutch hides, mm-hmm. like there are just people who are just like, I love that there's this person here to tell me to go do this thing. Right. You know, and I think that's just not me. I wonder what the crossover is between people who like that and people who really, really get into Diablo. Yeah, like a Diablo or MMOs, mm-hmm. like which like that this has a lot kind of in common with both those as far as the actual action mm-hmm. of uh, of what you're doing. Um, yeah, that's a good that's a good question that I don't know the answer to. <laughs> um, and again, like I, I keep I'm probably sound very defensive. Like I didn't dislike this game; I mm-hmm. enjoyed a lot of me playing it. It's just got fatiguing in a way that, like, you know. A game hasn't in a long time for the show, right? So, yeah. So if you're if you're if you're like, why are the why do these guys hate this game? Listen to the first episode. It yeah. just it just ha- it just so happens that all of the stuff that we're kind of meh about happens to live in these in these in these previous you know in, in these last two. Yeah, I, d- I definitely don't hate the game. I'm really glad I played it. I think I would recommend it to somebody to try for sure. Yeah. Like it is it is a world that's cool and like that. Like it is being in just in a cool world uh, is a good thing for annoyed to be. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> so. <laughs>
that's as good of a, a smash to admin as I think we're going to get. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to talk about what we're doing next? Yeah, what are we doing next? Next, we're doing... Oh, man, I'm so happy about this Gary Rock Band. Rock Band, yeah. which ha- does not have a varied verb set. Nope. You're just playing guitar, drums, singing, or bass, everything. You know, it essentially just gives you four things to do. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe I don't know five why I like it. of the yeah. keyboard. Yeah. Um, the lore is boring to get into. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I do plan on spending, you know, no less than 45 seconds at least talking about how much I hate the actual little story mode stuff in Rock Band games. Yep. That stuff is so dumb. And it, it's always felt like, like, not even that it doesn't need to be there, but like it actively makes me mad yep. that it's there. Yeah. At least they get rid of it by Rock Band 3. They knew what yeah. they did. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like you can't have a fun band simulator. It's just like they just don't do a very good job of it. Right. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that, yeah. at least at the very least, to get a little bit more uh, active. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Drumming is so good. <laughs> Move around. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm, ex- I'm super excited. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm super yeah. excited. We're going to be focusing on the track list from uh, from Rock Band 1, although uh, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the hits from the, from the 80s, 90s, and today from Rock <laughs> sure. Band 2, 3, and the DLC. And uh, Aerosmith. Yep. <laughs> some, I, I, don't have Aerosmith. All, I don't have all of the... Uh, the DLC or anything like that. So I'm just going to talk about the couple albums nope. I did pick up. Nobody does. Wow. The, uh, <laughs> Is well, that the man, expectation? Uh, no, the, uh, if you, uh, the rock band karaoke that they do at ground control, okay. the guy is like, he's when that, when rock band was still a thing, like he's just like, I buy everything that comes out. You know, in this sense, this is part of my job yeah. to do this karaoke thing. And, like, it was just amazing flipping through the songs. Like, it just went on forever. <laughs> that would eventually become a storage problem, I think. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And then what? Uh, you you know the answer to this, and I don't. Yes, I do. What is what is the uh, the winner of our action RPG poll? Yeah, so we held a poll among our Patreon backers to decide uh, which action RPG we were going to play uh, in January, and the answer is a resounding Brave Fencer Musashi. Interesting. Yeah, I was all set. Like that's the one I wanted it to be. I was all set for it to be Secret of Mana, though. I know, right? Secret Just of Mana was I... a close second. Yeah, I was I was really thinking that was going to be it, but that that's cool. I'm into that because that is a game I have a lot of affection for, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it stands up, yeah. but that's a fun experience anyway. But <laughs> at the very least, like when Square was doing weirdo shit that wasn't Final Fantasy during mm-hmm. the 32-bit era, yeah. Like I just um for uh, for Reed Retro, I just reviewed Bushido Blade, mm. and like that era of like where and then Square published that, I didn't develop it, but like that weird experimental era of Square. With like urges and Tobol <laughs> and stuff, like I'm into that. Yeah, that shit's weird, and this game is weird. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I'm excited to pop it in. Um, I I I played a little bit of it uh, yesterday to make sure it worked, and uh, boy, is it ugly. <laughs> so it, it 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 is very ugly. It gets by on some charm. Yeah, it's charming. Yeah, uh, luckily so. I'm not a shallow man. Yeah, lots lots of food puns. There's a villain who stutters. <laughs> so that's mean. And I mean, it's mean, but and through the eyes of like 1998. Oh, yeah. Didn't see that mean. Um, do we know what we're doing after that? Yes, we do. Uh, yeah, what? let's get three ahead now that we're through our three-parter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be Jet Set Radio. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Also awesome. Look out for the music in that episode. Yeah. And that's going to be good. <laughs> all Dragula all the time. Yeah, exactly. The, uh, well, the music in the next episode is going to be, we can do pretty much whatever we want. Yeah. Um, uh, we may need to talk about that. There might be copyright stuff. I think if you're if you're under a certain amount, like uh, whatever that Kevin Smith thing, he used to have thirty seconds of just like a popular song as the his yeah. intro music forever. <laughs> and that podcast is bigger than ours by a factor of like yes. thirty. Also, SoundCloud kicks back if there's any oh, kind of uh, like if, if they if they sense too much of it. So so there uh, an, there may be annoying. just a little bit of yeah. I didn't realize that before. I it's just <laughs> going to be that. 
like <laughs> tone that happens when you're selecting things. That's yep. the only music we're going to be able to use. <laughs> no, it's not going to be that. It's not going to be that bad. Don't worry. <laughs> we just I may need to look at that being an issue for for all the advantages for all of the advantages that SoundCloud prefers. That is one drawback. Okay, because we did that video game music episode and that had yep. Like I put in like forty five seconds of stand. Yep. Um, in that episode. <laughs> yep. I did. Uh, oh man, I did a bunch of uh, in the hardware. Uh, Alex Chilton by the other oh, uh, sure. replacements. So yeah, and and we did uh, the Tony Hawk. Yep. Episode. So we had a lot of popular yeah. music on that. We, so we may be okay. Well, yeah. Hopefully we can get away with it. We just need to figure out whatever their their length cutoff is. Yeah. Or like we just have to constantly have us talking over it. Yeah. So listen up in the background. <laughs> the music during that one yeah but and jet set radio i guess would also be licensed music probably yeah play some of it we'll be okay oh well oh well um yeah so all three games i'm super excited uh super looking forward to and uh kind of of interest i just want to throw in a, a real quick plug here if you listen to this show and you don't listen to bonfire side chat bonfire side chat is doing an interstitial season where we are playing a couple of rando games yep. and they're essentially going to be like episodes of this show yep so if you want to check that out and you want to hear essentially a watch out for fireballs about uh 3d game dot heroes or shovel knight Mm-hmm. Um, you can check out, you know, keep an eye on the bonfire side chat feed. Yes. So for people who just listen to watch our fireballs and don't care about dark souls, it's going to be like double duty Yeah. for a while. Yeah. And, uh, boy, do I love both those games like Me a lot. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to talk about what the third one is? We haven't announced that on the actual show, but yeah, I, I, I know we have, I, I thought we were going to, and then we just yeah. forgot. <laughs> then we just didn't do it. Yeah. I might do an announcement. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that'll I, be good. I, I, yeah. Yeah, let, let's and, get a little bit of synergy here. What's the third one we're doing? Uh, Lords of the fallen. Yes. Um, the, uh, the, or very, very direct Souls <laughs> clone. Yeah. That uh, on the balance, I think I like. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's going to be very fun to kind of break that down and say, like, this is still cool, but man, would Dark Souls have done this better. Yep. Because <laughs> um, that's kind of my my takeaway. Even though it yeah. is still fun, it's like Souls methadone. Not yep. to make light of addiction, but, like, that's what yeah. it is. That's what somebody said on essay as well. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. That's, that's essentially what so it is. The thesis of the the of the, of the season, of the season <laughs> is, you know, like, what is the aftermath of Souls? Right. Yeah. All, all of its imitation. Yep. 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 Um, with 3D Game Heroes in there. Yes. Which is like kind of like them <laughs> looking at an influence and kind of came out after Demon Souls, but also mm-hmm. is like yeah, doesn't quite fit, but eh, it'll work. It, it'll work. Um, it's it, it's yeah. it's imitation of uh, Zelda. Like yeah. yeah, yeah. It is the aftermath of Zelda. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're looking forward to that, and uh, you should also check out um, on the show uh, brand new uh, show on the network, Teenage Dirtbags Christmas Special. <laughs> Me and Brayden. Uh, talking about Must Be Santa by Bob Dylan. Um, but yeah, that show is, uh, I haven't heard the edited version yet, but it'd be pretty bonkers. Coming out every two weeks and actually we'll start uh, next year. But oh. we're doing a Christmas special as our first episode. Awesome. Um, yeah, it's pretty fun. <laughs> so the uh, every theme song to that show is different. They each have different lyrics. Oh, yeah? Um, yep. <laughs> this this has sprawled so much. It, it has really sprawled from abject suffering for bad videos <laughs> to being a real different thing. But the, the, the songs are all like, you know, seven seconds long. So yeah. it, it's, it's sustainable. But yeah, each one is different. So yeah. look out for that. Um, yeah, we have a very long extra show to record. Yes, we do. Um, <laughs> do, you, uh, do we have anything else? Uh, Patreon, iTunes, reviews, ratings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you have any Amazon gift cards, you can use duckfeed.tv slash tip jar uh, for those purchases. Uh, it spends the same and we get the same kickback. And uh, uh, that goes a long way towards helping us. So uh, yeah. that is kind of the last big admin other than to uh, remind everybody to be safe and happy. And we're looking yeah. forward to having you back in 2015. Yeah, especially New Year's. Yeah. Don't do anything, yeah. uh, don't do anything crazy. Yeah. So cool. All right. 
So, and uh, what should they watch out for? Uh, fireballs. That's how we sign off the show. That's okay. how we do this. Yes, fireballs. <laughs> Horny nutches. <laughs> <laughs>